Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the 50th episode of the Bat Fanatic podcast. So I just want to say from all of us, whether you're new to the show or if you've been listening since day one, we genuinely appreciate you, and uh, we've got more to come. I will be joined by my co-hosts, Ben and Evan. If you want to continue to support us, you can go to the link in our Instagram, at BatFanAddict, or Patreon.com slash BatFanAddict, and that'll just help us keep the lights on here in the show and keep it ad-free. Now, we are going to continue in the long Halloween universe, back to comics, with the 2021 reuniting of Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, the Long Halloween special. All right, this is Batman, the Long Halloween special, 2021. Not to be confused with our very last episode, the Long Halloween 2021. (laughs) This is written, of course, by Jeff Loeb, illustrated by Tim Sale. Once again, we have a newcomer to the Long Halloween universe, Brennan Wagner, as the colorist, and lettered by our old friend Richard Starkings. Can't tell you how many times I've said that name on this show. It's uh, quite the prolific artist. This is 25 years after the OG. Pretty unexpected. In our universe, in the real world. Yeah, yeah. in real life. Yeah, 25 years after the original publication. Pretty cool. It felt a little bit like getting in a time machine. Yeah. Just looking at it again. And like the the tone of the story, all that just felt like we went back there. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered how different it would feel, and it really doesn't. I'll tell you, after listening to Evan shit on the art so much from the other one, I, I, I couldn't tell if I, if I thought this visually was not as good as the others, or just now I've absorbed his negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Is that their reason for releasing it? It was just uh, like a... 25-year anniversary special or something? I imagine. Probably intentional, but I'd just be speculating. I liked it, but... <laughs> a you little... like this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. Why is his head so narrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone's head so narrow? Why is his <laughs> mouth so wide? It, well, and mostly, like, just because... Dang it! This is like this is like my this is yeah this no, is like don't this start is, with the cons okay, just, yeah, okay, this just is, fucking uh, first impression just like okay, oh yeah well it's pretty uh, cool uh, yeah I don't know I wasn't ready to go back okay. here you know so, no super nicely then um, it feels like it was created and or existed exactly following the other stuff it looks so very similar you're like this has not evolved <laughs> yeah more or less <laughs> but. Um, so it was. People it was are cool to be throwing their phones out their car yeah. window right now. No it respect was, for the great yeah, sir. It was cool to be right back in the world. I really did like the updated colors. Looked really nice. Well, yeah, me too. That, that's one thing though. Sometimes that I we've read a couple things where I didn't ever read the old old version. Wait, we read a couple things that you didn't even read. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. No, that I that I'd never yeah, read. I looked the up the Wikipedia original summary. version before. And so I think that the version that I read well, oh, was like it was a, a already remaster. an updated oh, colored like year one. one was like yeah. recolored. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I so I haven't I couldn't say that for all I know the 
last version of the actual Long Halloween that I read was updated digital colors. Yeah. So, because part of me was like, man, this looks very similar to this other stuff. <laughs> but there's probably a reason because they probably touched it up already. So, it whatever, it just slid right in line with the other stuff. I'd be like, right back to the world. Art's very similar. Yeah. But I did like the colors a lot, though. There was a lot of, makes sense, Halloween. But I like that color palette a lot already mm-hmm. like blacks grays orange purples, purples greens yeah. i like that stuff a lot so this all made me feel really good and there was many good color combos harvey's purple suit in the green sewer setting like, yeah. yeah i like all these popping color combos are really tight to me what you said about the color remaster struck me because i i showed you the joker harley criminal sanity that i finished reading last night and in the the notes in the back of it, it said the artist Jason Badower, Badower, I'm not sure how to Boudoir. Boudoir. Um, <laughs> but Jason said this was the first time, to his knowledge, that they did a full remaster of like recoloring, in fact, redrawing certain pages and stuff mm-hmm. of a current title before the hardcover dropped. This book specifically? No, 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 that. not that, but of, oh, of okay, Criminal okay. Sanity. Uh, like, the last issue dropped not very long ago at all, and yet they were already prepping for the collected edition, going like, okay, yeah, but we can still, like, tweak it. We can make it a little bit better. And I thought that was really cool. That's intense. Doing uh, that. I just finished all this hard work, but I'm ready to do it again. Well, I mean, how many times, you know, you go over, like, the final mix of your album over and over again, and you're like, all right, it's good, you know, and then you put it out, and then a couple months go by, and you're like, uh, you know, I wish I would have spent a little more time the on this one thing. too loud. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. This sucks for being the greatest thing I ever made. Yeah, like, it's pretty cool that they would do that. And uh, Ben showed this panel of Gilda and Harvey hugging from... Uh, you know, pretty early in the story, but to me, I was bummed when I saw that. You're going to lead and advertise, I mean, I guess the cover with Two-Face on it is enough, but I mean, he's fucking dead. He got shot in the face. To me, I took that as like in-universe Batman canon, so like he just, yeah, yeah. he caught a ledge or something. Gotcha. And <laughs> <Okay. and then laughs> that's fine. I was like, that motherfucker's dead. He shot him in the bad part of his face, so there's nothing. Yeah, okay. There's, there's there. nothing there anyway. I just want to say in this picture, if you only glance at it, it sort of looks like Two Face is a furry with a purple tail. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which is a, a nice modern change to stay relevant with the young people. Yeah, I like well, this when I character redesigned with a butt plug. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, okay, so Two Face is in prison. After the long Halloween, I was like, "Well, wait, no, Dark Victory." So that's not prison, anyway. He's How been many? hanging out with his roomie <laughs> Solomon Grundy, <laughs> just talking, sharing yeah. poetry. Actually, I think that them as like a buddy cop duo is like my favorite part of this. <laughs> yeah, that is neat. Like, oh man, I just want a little more of of you guys. Like, it, w- uh, it wasn't a one time thing. They, they so, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, they're friends, and Solomon Grundy's like he's the punchline guy all the time. Yeah. Like Harvey, blah blah blah, jokes. Solomon, born on a Monday. <laughs> Every time, hilarious. When does this take place in relation to the original story? A number of years? I think it's the following year. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Long Halloween one year, Dark Victory the following, and this is the third because. What about Haunted Night? Haunted Night was a collection of the earlier stories, okay, the, okay. like the Halloween specials that kind of were the Kick prerequisite. Yeah. Right. And so the impression I got from Batman and Gordon talking early on 
is Gordon's like, what are we going to fucking have to deal with this every year? Mm. <laughs> you know? And so to me, that's like, okay, another copycat this year. Jesus Christ. This is it's, a tradition. It's like the, the devil's night fires in the crow. It's just an annual <laughs> year long yearly tradition. I'm not going to pretend like I haven't seen the crow. So man, it's awesome. It's such a good character. Good revenge story. Cool style. Yeah. Great style. Yeah. Definitely influence on ledger. So the story opens here three weeks before Halloween, and we get this quick little montage in Nantucket of a woman who sort of looks like she's sneaking out in the night, running past a lighthouse towards the water, and a small boat on a little dock. I'm curious about in that two-page spread with the Squire Institute in the background. You're like, is Willem Dafoe up in there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how the clouds in the back... I wonder how that's achieved. It's very grainy looking. I've seen Samney do this stuff. Yeah. I'm like trying to figure out if this is like ink. Is it brush? Plus, um, I don't know. Oh, I, it's like black I don't know. It's like charcoal or something. Yeah, I don't like know. Scrubbed the ink away Some, from the paper. Yeah, I don't know. It's so textural. Like it that's makes, the color of the paper. The actually, yeah. this could easily be black paper animated style. You know? Yeah, I really. I'm like, is this uh, construction paper with crayon in the back, or what am I? <laughs> I, don't, they, I don't know how they're achieving that textural effect, but I really like it. Yeah, it's cool. That is where uh, shots like that are where the, this art is the best. Because totally. it's like figures are, I mean, you like the style or you don't. I'm not, I don't hate it, but I'm not super into the things that I was making fun of about it. But this stuff looks awesome. Yeah, my favorite yeah. thing about this whole universe is the way that they use light and shadow mm. and silhouette and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Then we quickly go to two weeks before Halloween. Batman stops a jewelry heist by Calendar Man's gang. Now, I'm sure everyone will have an opinion on this, but I would like to really <laughs> underscore the ridiculousness of a Sons of Batman-style gang dedicated to Calendar Man, where they all have his fucking months written around their head. They, they each get one month. <laughs> yeah, they each get a month, and that's their new fucking name, and they're wearing the robes and shit like this is uh wow not only did i think this was really fun but uh and quoted a couple lines the writing made it extra silly to me we're being reminded about julian day and who he is it says calendar man commits crimes coinciding with the calendar that's his mo next blurb he had always worked alone he now gathers teams of warped like-minded men to do his dirty work and i was thinking like other people who Obsessed want to commit crimes <laughs> based on yeah. months in the year. How and do you then, discover that about yeah, someone? And then I, yeah. yeah, and then my other note is like a wanted ad, like <laughs> seeking... Uh, seeking someone with yeah, a traumatic... Yeah, seeking like-minded men who love committing crimes that coincide with the calendar. And what they've been doing is stealing specific birthstones, Thanos, like a calendar. And Batman... Uh, swoops in, locks them all in the vault, and bails. But he's basically going like, okay, the things that they're after, each one of these gemstones is a month. And so, okay, yeah, it fits the, the profile. Cre creative dynamic. But before these stories were comic books going real. These are mob stories. These are detective stories. And they do get silly and ridiculous at times, but it's very much like deepening 
Gotham a little bit and, mm-hmm. and the crime of this world and, and expanding on what we saw in year one, right? And the mystery. Yeah. And with this, I'm like, oh, okay. So we're getting a little sillier in this one. A little, no little comic, comic-y. Yeah, the, the wild and comic booky stuff in the original worked because it was contrasted with the mob stuff, which yeah. was played more straight. Like, so, hey, you guys bored? Yeah. Here's the Joker flying yeah. a plane. And he seems <laughs> he seems wackier and wilder because of that, which works. Yes. But this is just all kind of wild and wacky. Yeah. I mean, this whole, this book kind of feels like fan service a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. just like, hey, you remember that thing? If you're one of the people who loved the original. We like making it. Yeah. You remember yeah. your favorite villain? Yeah. Calendar Man? <laughs> yeah, they're trying really Make hard heist, baby. to make them better <laughs> or more important. That, he he gets to insult the Riddler. Which yes, is, that's yeah. like beating on the little guy to make yourself bigger. Batman and Gordon meet by the signal. Julian Day is acting out after Holiday stole his thunder. He's trying to reclaim, oh, they they forgot about me, right? Which was a little bit of dark victory, you know, him hiding in the fucking walls and shit, you know, like, he <laughs> just can't al- get over this. Yeah, people already forgot about you, Calendar Man. It wasn't the Holiday murders yeah. that... <laughs> Like, no one wrote about you before this yeah. story. <laughs> this brought you back. <laughs> you should be thankful. <laughs> uh, and then what I mentioned earlier, Gordon expresses his fear that they're going to have annual copycats, and he confesses here that he misses Harvey being part of the team. And Batman shuts him down immediately, saying, well, we must not have truly known Harvey if Two-Face was right there under the surface. Gordon's, I'm sorry, but... I miss the three of us. Yeah. Just made me think of the the HBO show, Gordon. Very like, do you want to hang out? Do you want to come over to my barbecue? Oh, yeah, yeah. I miss what we used to have. <laughs> I miss the four of us hanging out together. My wife kicked me out. <laughs> One week before Halloween, Grundy leads an off-screen character into the sewer. And uh, he opens the store. We see Harvey alive. And it was Gilda that he had escorted down there, and she had been tracking him down for a year, she says. That timeline makes sense then. Gilda looks a lot better in this. Yeah, much better design. Because I think in this panel that I'm showing, you see Two-Face, and then you see Gilda at the bottom. Mm -hmm. I think Two-Face looks worse than he did before. I don't know if it's too much well, he should. (laughs) No, but just the design I don't like as much, but I don't know if it's just because... They're showing too much, where before, like, half his face would be in the complete dark. Mm-hmm. But her design, I agree, is way better. Mm-hmm. Just, like, subtle changes, maybe a different haircut. No, nah, she's still got the straight bangs and the little yeah. bob. I th- well, I think that part <laughs> of it was that in the other ones, Sale was doing the, like, Frank Miller no-nose action a lot of time, mm. or just, like, the nostril dots. And yeah. she's got a nose like a real girl in this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Ben was really hoping for that two-faced glow-up, though. Like, oh, you, you clean up good, Harvey. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was thinking it was going to be worse than it was. I'm just saying, so if you, would you have a face like that, you can look at it as an obstacle, or you can look at it as a feature <laughs> yeah, and it's, work around uh, it. Oh, burn, can burn, I burn I blessing. No one else looks like burn that. flesh. It's they, a special thing. They do a good job with the colors, though, and I like that his lumps, whatever, I don't know. <laughs> his lumps get colored like somebody might do uh, something like fish scale. Where you have mm-hmm. you don't have like a gradient within the lumps. You have like, like paint bucket. Deadpool says, you know, it's the a topographical map. You know, <laughs> each, <laughs> yeah, yeah. each layer has its own tone. His eyeball looks cool too. I just don't like this, and that's always been part of his Harvey Dent design. Is like the it's like a Simpsons 
elderly character, no yeah. teeth and like <laughs> the the wide frumpy lip. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of weird faces, uh, I do. Don't not- say anything about me. <laughs> okay, no, I, I don't love sales unmasked Batman. His Bruce. Does- it's got the same lip thing. Yeah, his Bruce doesn't look hot to me. <laughs> I didn't no. realize you were reading these because you were attracted to Batman. No, but he should be hot. I'm just, I'm just, I agree. No, okay, <laughs> I've just said hot to say hot, but he, he just doesn't look good to me. If though. I had to redo the trifecta, hot would replace one of those three. <laughs> yeah, things. how hot is this Bruce? Hey, Ben Affleck is a handsome man. Yeah. I mean, oh wait, then who do you think, off the top of your head, who is the hottest Batman? I mean, I just said hottest it. Joker is obviously the book that we recently read. So uh, any anything <laughs> like, it can be anything. It's not just a, it's any like comic adaptation. Yeah, could, of it. yeah, anything. Well, we're going to talk about the Alex Ross one, and while I don't think that's necessarily the Ooh. best looking one because he looks so much like like the a Kevin man. Conroy realized. Yeah, like the way that guy would look in real life, a huge muscly guy. He would be like when he's wearing the costume, he looks a little doughy, but that's just because that's more how it would look. And it's like the old fashioned suit. Yeah. that makes mm-hmm. it that. Yeah, way. he's super buff, but obviously he's eating. Like he, he, yeah, yeah. You don't see the bones of his face. I don't know the the Dark Prince Charming Batman might be the hottest. Which again looks like Affleck. So kind of, yeah. Which Batman are you most attracted <laughs> to, Ben? Uh, Evan? Um, I don't. I can't even. I don't know. I threw out the question. You brought it up. I know. I threw out the question, but I don't know that I even have the answer to it. I would have to think real hard on this to give you a because <laughs> I want this to be a true answer. Next season, he's gonna like midway through. Hey, remember when you guys? Because <laughs> I read this one that was. Mm. No, I'll I'll go with Dark Prince Charming also because he did the awesome like his stubble doesn't look like stubble. Like even <laughs> yeah, though shadows. he has a shadow, his face still looks smooth to me though. And he had a good chin. And I think a Batman <laughs> like this, like uh, Tim Sale's Batman is sort of disqualified. Anyone like this is disqualified because there's not enough specific detail. It's a more abstract style, which is okay. Yeah. But it's, I it's I don't know what that guy looks like, honestly. As opposed to like a Fabok, Lee, Finch, that yeah. school. Of, you you could the, see a human who looks just like Your that. Your favorite yeah, artists. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those Batman are all pretty hot too, so. <laughs> but this face in real life would be terrifying looking. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so gross. <laughs> This guy's a weirdo. Uh, world's least attractive billionaire, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing he's got all that money. I mean, this did come out sort of right after the the Keaton Burton era, where you know that Bruce was a weirdo, shut in. Yeah, you know. Mm. Michael Keaton's a handsome man. <laughs> yeah, more so with age. I mean, he was a little off brand as a Bruce Wayne. I could say that yeah. as him being my yeah. my all time. You know, the the curly 80s hair and that's the, yeah, that's the, the, the hair, hair is the most yeah, definitely the hair, 80s yeah. sweaters and shit you know yeah. like yeah it's a little odd but people are already turning this off <laughs> this true. shit's gay man <laughs> no, I don't listen to this gay shit <laughs> what is that I'm talking a lot about what Bruce Wayne looks like that's what people are here for I there's bet this no is a, enormous this is our highest rated episode, episode. <laughs> calling it now <laughs> actually we had uh, October was our highest rated month ever well it's only gonna go up from here we need more of this content what did we talk about can we hone in on what it was? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we stopped talking about those bad DCAU movies. Uh, <laughs> people came back. After, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that must be what it was. Like, I'm tired of these fucking lame ninja adaptations. All right, Bruce studies the gemstones in the Batcave as Alfred enters the room, asking if he's shopping for jewelry for Selena. He can- <laughs> like, Batman's such a moron. He has to have a giant screen <laughs> with a diamond. Yeah. Oh, eight feet tall. <laughs> Sapphire. <laughs> Alfred continues here, implying that Robin could be helping this investigation, but 
Bruce declines, citing his inexperience. And I think this is just a way to go, I don't want to use him this time. Why did we put that in the end of Dark Victory? <laughs> Have you guys seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? Definitely. <laughs> yes. Oh, dang it. Yes, I did see Fantastic okay. Mr. They, Fox. They, it's very cool. It's a Wes Anderson movie, and I like all of his movies. This one is like stop, stop motion, motion animation with like animal characters, and it's very cool. But Batman's <laughs> in it. That's why he's bringing. Oh, this up. okay, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman's in no, it. No, I like. I just get to rest my voice whenever you guys have <laughs> okay, a reference. That, that's fine. But they do this this really funny thing where their kid clearly struggles with like some insecurities because he's just kind of an odd kid. But his he parents, looks like a Tim Sale drawing. No, <laughs> but his his parents do this thing I'm where sorry, they're like cheap they're like low key ripping on him in front of him all the time, and th- there's a lot of like I'm right here kind of stuff. Like where he's not he's not saying it, but you like you see him there at the dinner table, and the kids like won the world, and that's how I feel about like Robin sulking. Like he's like no, you know, he's kicking he, rocks he, up there. He's illuminated. They know he's there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, he's not ready. He's I don't trust cost. him. Like because I don't want to bring that kid along. <laughs> he sucks. I don't know yeah. why. <sighs> when you were describing that character, I was just like, man. I mean, I edit all these shows, so I know the way <laughs> we constantly cut you off and um, make jokes while you're talking. And I was like, man. I can see why he relates to this character he's talking about here. Cause, Never know, getting his chance to shine. We're always cutting each other off, and he's just like, I get, can I finish my... Yeah, I like my, how meta it is when you guys will cut me off while talking about how you cut me off. Like, <laughs> wow, this is so cool. <laughs> he's like, well, they know they're doing it. <laughs> can you... Will they stop? Is this do you have any prickish? Or well, what? can you see a heat map of the episode so you like, <laughs> if when we do that... Interest spikes up, then we'll do that more. Yeah, yeah. People love it. Yeah, we can tell when people paused it and walked away. <laughs> All right, they're yelling at each other again. I can't handle it. <laughs> Is there anything, Evan, that you wanted to say before we moved on? No, that's it. I just <laughs> like that Robin's right there, clearly within earshot. He's hella bummed. I just think of, like, basketball, you know. I swear, if you guys rip on me 30 or 40 more times, I'm out of here. <laughs> Calendar Man's cult recites the 30 days rhyme, you know, 30 days, half September, April, June, blah, blah, blah. This rhyme in a church on Park Row, Crime Alley. He calmly, and really without any catalyst here, walks up and shoots two of them in the face, May and June, and makes a reference to uh, there being a true Gemini man out there, of course, being Two-Face. But in this scene, my note was, who thought we'd ever see Edgelord Calendar Man? <laughs> that seemed, I don't even know anything about his character, and it still seemed out of character to me. Like, They're just, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off again. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I realized that as I did it, I was like, you just get you so showing, excited you're, to Yeah, jump you're showing in. a lot of growth. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. I'm really, really impressed by you. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying really hard to make him cool, and it's, I mean... This guy looks cool, but it, I can tell they're trying to do it. It's, he has one glove on. Like what? That's his firing fashion. hand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he has a gun in the other hand. Yeah, but he shoots him. Oh, he's got one. He's yeah, one and one. That's what the two. <laughs> You're right. Um, You're right. That calendar man. That's actually a cool design. I like that image at the altar there. Yeah, I wish that that was a little more full. Like same thing, and I do like the simplicity of the steps and whatever this red ground is, but. If there could have been, like, if the whole background could have been candles or something, mm. I think that that would have looked fire, fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> this looks like a group that I could be a part of. Crazed monks? Yeah, whatever the yeah yeah yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah, because I too am a warp. We should have like-minded man. We should have been these guys for Halloween, man. Oh, that'd be such an easy thing too. Yeah, we just gotta fucking ride on our heads. Yeah, you would have to commit to shaving your head again, though. Yeah, I know it's not my favorite, but I'd be willing to do it for the art. Yeah, for the art. Favorite of anything ever. JD, baby. Worthy sacrifice. All right, so on Halloween night, Harvey and Gilda are eating dinner after he bought back their old house. Compared to the last scene where we first saw Harvey hiding out in the sewer, this is maybe not the most discreet location. Uh, did anybody cross-reference this picture of their house to the old pictures of their house to see how similar? I thought it looked just like it. I mean... It's only been a little while since we read it for the show, like maybe a year. I thought I remember there being other homes on either side that were more mm. visible, but... Oh, from outside. Yeah, mm. that could be. When she asks him how, he quotes the Godfather, which there were a lot of Godfather homages in the original, but she seems concerned, like that was an off-putting thing to say. <laughs> I'm like, are we forgetting that she's a serial killer? Yeah. Because yeah. she seems like the normal... Loving wife in this. Harvey, version. have you done anything bad lately? Yeah. That's like I made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Oh my goodness gracious! It's like no, I like I offered twice as much. Yeah, as no, the very, gen- very generous. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him two thousand extra dollars. Like okay, huh. Gilda is so cool though to be so down <laughs> with with Harvey though. Like through all of his. I don't know all if those this, are all, all of his trauma. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. I'm are just, you all right? just like what a de- what a devoted partner. <laughs> that Did was they, her escaping th- from the mental institution, right? <laughs> do you think that they're still intimate? Yeah, she went right for physical contact. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, so that's cool. true. They had sex with Solomon Grundy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, three way. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just no, watches. That's cool. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. I want to know the heat map. How would people turn off right there? (laughs) Born on a Monday, humped on a Tuesday. (laughs) Wednesday is hump day. Oh, that's true. Duh. Come on. on. You set me up for that one. Ah, You're welcome. Gordon is once again called to work when he's about to take the kids trick-or-treating. When he steps outside, Batman and Robin are waiting. And there was a, a previous line where Gordon had asked Batman if Robin might accompany his niece, Barbara. Batman was already gone, so we assumed he didn't hear him. Uh, Why is Barbara not his daughter in this? I'm forgetting... She isn't his daughter. And I don't know if that, like, is retconned in other things, but in comic universe, at least from, like, this era, she is his niece. I think even year one, it's not his kid. Whoa. Really? But and that's why I say like I don't know if in like say New Fifty Two or any of the times they've rebuilt the universe, yeah. if they just changed it to she's his daughter outright. Huh. Okay. There's a story that I really like. It's Batgirl and Robin Year One. They each got a Year One. Mm-hmm. So this is confusing to me if she's ever Batgirl in this universe because now no one would be yeah. fooled <laughs> or wonder who she. Especially not because Gordon. everyone knows her Halloween costume that one time. Well, Gordon would know it <laughs> at, at the very least. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Will Robin go with 
my niece who is dressing as Batgirl, or is he saying, will Robin go with my niece who is Batgirl? And teach her to be Batgirl. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think in universe, this is the in this universe, this is the first appearance of Batgirl. Yeah. She created this. This is her Batman costume. She just made it her own. <laughs> All right. I know, <laughs> I know. It's confusing. Yeah, it doesn't make weird. any sense. But yeah. literally in that Batgirl and Robin year one, Robin dresses up as Batgirl when they meet Gordon so that she can be there at the same time and throw him off the trail. Mm. That would never work now. Yeah. Even this is funny to me. Like, uh, <laughs> I like it dropping though, Robin off at your house for a play date. Is so I don't weird. want him involved in my crime thing tonight. So, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I kind of thought it was funny. Of like, no, you can't come to work with, with me, but you know, go do some kid stuff. You know, you're going to be preoccupied. <laughs> I mean, it's a hell of a costume. People will be really impressed. <laughs> I know. Yeah, look at those thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey smashes half of the bat signal. I wrote Q Evan to get Batman's attention. He agrees to not kill Julian if Batman will help get Gilda back. There's a couple things in this scene. One, what I mentioned here, I'm I'm sure you have a concern about the practicality of smashing half a pane of glass. Ooh, wait. Does it show it in the sky? Okay, cool. Yeah, nope, it, it is how it is how it should be. Okay, yeah, cool. For a second, a I was image. like, I'm like, man, are they gonna I didn't think about it like but on the sky. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like on the sky, are they gonna show the correct blackness? Because that would only let the light through. You know? Because oh, it's yeah. because, so it's because, be right, yeah, because it's the solidity yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, the yeah. signal that makes it a shadow. You were trying to make him look like a fool. He showed us. No, no, no. I, mean, no. I, to, I didn't think of I it. I wasn't. I was trying to go, oh, this is something that he is going to point out is not possible. Well, and clearly not safety glass. Look at those shards. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's not how a hole in a light works. You're right. The light shines through a hole. Yeah, it would just light. come through the hole. <laughs> because, well, that's the thing. You'd have that, to put a tarp over it or something. Yeah, the, the, the black usually would symbolize like a shadow or a hole or something. So uh, you kind of like, it's sort of like an eye trick, but in reality, that's just what keeps the light from coming through. So a sure. hole would only let the light through. In the next page, that picture of Harvey is really tight. Um, because one. no, the other one, because his, yeah, one. his face is almost the opposite like where, three tones. where the scarred side of his face is shadowed. And then the cracks between his uh, lava rock <laughs> face um get get the uh purple-ish tones instead that's very cool i just like how it's like, like a three-tone cascading fade mm -hmm. from the light on the harvey side yeah and then from his brow kind of a darker skin tone and then on the other side being the darkest where he's a little crispy yeah this is kind of like cell shading before cell shading the big bold black lines yeah solid blocked out colors and blacks if Two Face looked like this for most of it, I would be really happy. Yeah, I think that looks really cool. Yeah, why does he? Why does like he? What's up with his mouth? Why does he do that? Why does he have that like manatee it's mouth like all the time? <laughs> After you said Simpsons, I can't unsee it. Yeah, or like Futurama. It's anytime somebody makes a pouty yeah. face, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Top lip. SpongeBob does it every now and then when somebody <laughs> does like a face like that, like a. No one can see your face. <laughs> no. <laughs> Describe it. Now, <laughs> have you ever seen a big piece of trash just sitting there? <laughs> Here's something, Ev. You've pointed out numerous times where Batman will do a thing that's kind of like a me thing. 
And in the beginning of this scene, he's talking about, you know, there was a time where I considered revealing my identity to Harvey and really letting him in on this, you know. And, you know, he kind of beats himself up about like, well, maybe if I had done that, you know, it would have really solidified his, his belief. He wouldn't have gone that way. You know, trusted me. Exactly. Trusted in me. And so he says here, I live with the unknown you know, of what would have happened. I don't like living in the unknown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like, kind of answers it with that. I like, Actually, wow, I, I feel that. I didn't think about that until you just said it, but I thought about myself when mm-hmm. I read that line because I there's just been a lot of stuff in my life lately where I'm like, like, this is confusing and I'm tired of being confused. I really wish that somebody or something could be just like, yo, feel this way about it, and then I could just be <laughs> done with it because I'm tired of thinking about stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile... Julian has Gilda in the confession booth at his church with a gun to her head, which I don't know if that's some kind of metaphor for confession or what. um, Apt. He's ranting about all these villains' gimmicks that she had to choose from and kind of a why me, right? Like, the Joker's got his funny shit, the Riddler's got his riddles, you know, like, why the fuck did you have to pick holidays? Why did you have to go after the calendar and they seem to be getting a lot of mileage out of this idea that Holiday was not a very original idea. And I wonder if that was built in, like, okay, when we started this, we're going we're gonna to do the Holiday Killer, right? Let's involve Calendar Man because, you know, this would piss him off. This would jeal- make him jealous or something. But the fact that they're still harping on that makes me wonder, like, was there some sort of backlash? Like, is this a reaction to... A conversation. I don't know. I just wonder, like, why are we still on this with this guy? Because we already addressed that, you know. Yeah, I think they're just. Again, where to me, it's like fan service. Like, what were the original elements? Like, uh, what's Gilda, everyone's favorite character? Or what's? Because that's not him for anyone. But what's everyone's favorite quality about the original series? What, what was a unique thing about it? Okay. Um, the calendar man, the guy who hides in the walls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I wonder how many people, like Frank were, Reynolds, in the yeah. couch. <laughs> how many people were wrote in and were like, "Man, I really wonder what Julian's been up to." <laughs> well, no, I just mean because feeling? like the concept of holiday kind of ripping him off, being like, "Okay, so we're self-aware enough. We're going to write that into the story well, that, we, that we know this has been done, but we're going to do it differently, right?" Well, if you think about so long, Halloween came out, and then what's the one after it? Dark, Dark Victory. Victory. That's the same thing. Those didn't come out at the same time, and they did the same thing then. They focused on him more, the fact that he was mad about it and he wanted revenge. So that's been a yeah. thing they've done with their universe of like, Counterman's just a really great guy in their universe. He's someone they want to <laughs> lean on. What if Jeff and or Tim actually like really, really like him, and, and what they're trying to do is like push him on people, and it's just never getting traction. <laughs> come on, they used him in the like, Suicide Squad. They used him again here. He was in, he's uh, dope. He's underutilized. He's guys. in Arkham City. And he has a very mm. small little role. He's locked up from the beginning. But he has a neat thing where it was like, he would say like cryptic stuff like this and it was kind of effective. And then there was actually one day of the year, if you played, he would be gone. It was like oh. Christmas or something weird like that. <laughs> but just he was used in a neat way in that. I liked him so much in the film adaptation that we just watched that I think reading this right next to it was just like a little underwhelmed, you know? Because mm-hmm. I, I liked using him in the more... Hannibal consultant creepy guy in a cage sort of way Mm -hmm. but when you make him the main villain then it was just kind of a little lost a little for me he's He's not an A-lister 
Is that a B-lister? <laughs> uh, but I wonder about people who were like 40 when the first one came out and had been reading Batman comics their whole life. Were they like, oh, that's a neat... I remember him from my oh, childhood. Yeah. Ragman! Yeah. Way better than he was then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, from the, the crypt! <laughs> the gritty Ragman reboot. Throwback. You had a panel up, though, or a page up, rather, from the... No, go back. Yeah, right there. The whole confessional booth sequence is very Sin City, and I like this a lot. Well, the stark yeah. black yeah, yeah. and white... They're using little parts of each panel. Like there's still a lot of negative space um, where the the text is going. I just thought those are really really cool. That's I wrote the same thing. It's it's Sin City esque with its black and white and splash of nipple color. And not Gilda's nipple. We're not, talking about the silencer yeah, not, on the gun. Not Gilda's nipples. Gilda's nipple is black and white like everything else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And uh, but also like. The murder scenes in the other ones. Yeah, that's the, when they yeah. would. That's when they would pull the You're color right. out. So here he is flashing the gun, which is kind of the. I think that's the only time that the whole twenty-two shows up. Uh, yeah, baby bottle action is around. So yeah, they pull the color in that part. Is yeah. Sin City before or after Long Halloween? That's a great question because they're both nineties properties. I think. I guess Long Halloween comes. Did Long Halloween uh, release-wise come out not long after year one? Or is there like 10 years between them? There oh, there's a huge years. gap. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was 96, and year one would have been like 87 or something. So Frank Miller did like that, and then did just do Sin City right after that? I'm not sure. I'm he trying to done... ask who's the ripoff, who ripped off the other one. Yeah, yeah. That's hard to say. Either way, I, I've just always been a fan of that desaturated technique. And in the same way that we talked about using a certain color palette in certain scenes, you know, just taking it out entirely can be equally, if not more effective sometimes. As much as I like the colors in this, I actually think this would have looked pretty cool if the whole thing was like this. Yeah, like a, a whole Nora story. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, back to Criminal Sanity, I just read like most of the main timeline is black and white, mm -hmm. and then they'll give you these really vivid depictions of memories or, or when they find out what happened in a crime scene or something like that, you know, and, and it makes it, really jump out at you as you know more emotional or more disturbing or something like that if if the main world you live in is pleasantville you know uh -huh. mm -hmm. the first appearance of sin city predates the long halloween by five years okay okay 91 because you know who the ripoff artist is <laughs> <laughs> and i looking at this scene too that you're describing especially the first one with the black panels in the confessional mm -hmm. as much as i'm sort of making fun of the designs that really is, I think, just a taste thing, purely a taste thing. Oh, yeah. Because obviously yeah. he knows how comics work. He knows how to structure a page. He knows he's well, it, excellent. They look great in this context. Mm -hmm. I think the less you try to make it real, look at it in full daylight, the more that stylized thing works. Mm -hmm. Again, me coming back to shadows and stuff, like that's where this stuff look, really look soars. There. That's his teeth, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Creepy. Dent arrives at this church in a robe with May and June written around his head. <laughs> Julian won't give up Gilda right away and brings Dent to a museum heist to find another rare stone. Dent says, now, and Robin swoops in to stop them. Dent rips off his face, uh, kind of like you mentioned the Harley Quinn Joker uh, earlier. And it's actually a mask with Batman underneath. The first clue might have been that Batman narrates this scene 
without being present. If you go back a couple pages there, he's talking about the museum. He, he had a memory of being there as a kid and realizing that his family was a lot different when it, it said, like, these items on loan from Thomas and Martha Wayne. You're like, oh, shit, okay. I think I kind of guessed that maybe he was hiding in the shadows or something. Mm -hmm. This reveal is, to me, again, pretty cartoonish and silly for a very serious series in the past. We have a cowl with the full ears under a very lifelike mask and a full bat suit under a loose-fitting robe that had his neck and hands exposed. And if you look at that large panel that you're on, he's got this sort of gloveless farmer's tan thing going on where his suit only goes to his forearm and then he's not wearing anything. And in the next scene, we show him putting on the gloves. I never considered that his sleeves, his his top wasn't a long sleeve and ran all the way to his wrists and then his gloves went above that up his forearm. But actually the gloves and the sleeves end and begin in the same place like a baseball t-shirt. <laughs> and that's not possible because you, as he moved, you would see the skin poking out. Yeah. I think he must have just had to cut it or something to sneak into this. Yeah, because he's got exposed, well, hands at least because it's a robe. <laughs> Why does his forearms? Yeah. That, that, if Tim Sale could hear this, he'd be like, if he would ever I hope, which he I hope he fucking doesn't, he, man. He would never would. But. I like the man, and I don't want him to be like, <laughs> he'd be like these Why fucking the fuck guys are they talking about this. So, what does this matter? Criticize Jeff for once. <laughs> the real Dent, obviously not there, he is slaughtering Julian's gang with Grundy. They are fucking shit up trying to get back to Gilda. And when he rescues her and picks her up, it triggers a bomb that's on a 10-second timer. They make a run for it, and Grundy does the heroic thing, grabs the bomb, human shield. And that, <laughs> out of this whole story, to me, has the most potential to be a really emotional moment and... Look, there's four panels on that page and that, just, that are him grabbing it, ducking with it, exploding, and then Dent saying, like, so long, old friend, or something like that. What does he say? I'm sorry we made you watch us have sex. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Risen on a Sunday, ellipsis, my friend. Yeah, it moves on so quickly from that that I was a little... Like, this could have been huge. I just right? immediately thought, like, he doesn't die. Things don't kill him, so he's just going to come back. Anyway. He said, yeah, risen yeah, on yeah, Sunday, exactly. but he's still. He's going to come back, so we don't need to. Uh, he's not, like, dead, dead. It's, uh -huh. it wasn't, it's not like a real sacrifice. It doesn't have the weight of somebody else doing it. But the way they play it is much more like a, without even thinking, he sacrificed himself for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the guy it's a, doesn't even have a brain. Yeah. That is the, it could have been better. You're right. Yeah, he has. Thanks a lot, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your <Get> turn. <laughs> no, I just, I, again, I, I liked that part so much. Mm -hmm. I think this point in the story, that was the part that spoke to me the most. That one action, they just didn't really sell it. And we talked before about, remember the first issues in Loeb's Superman Batman, where. Nothing really stuck because there was so much action, so many characters, so many things moving by really quickly. And that was instantly what it reminded me of. Mm -hmm. 
when you threw out, well, we're going to read these couple shorter things, I thought like, that's nice. You know, we'll see how long these episodes go and how much we have to talk about. And I told uh, Andrew, they'll still be two hours each. Yeah, shorter <laughs> homework. And st- yeah, I mean, we'll find a way to fill the time. <laughs> but it hinders the story that you might be able to tell. Sometimes something is short and the story has also been crafted to like perfectly fit within that space. Uh, yeah. Like, cool. You didn't tackle too much. The pacing was great. I'm satisfied at the end of it. It was short and it was great. But then you have other stuff that's, what she said. that's like, it was meant. Perfect amount of time. Exactly what I needed. Yeah. Didn't waste time. Not too much grunting. Um, <laughs> but this is one of those things where it could be a longer thing and it just isn't. So yeah. nothing really gets like. It's not like the, a lot of subplots or anything there's here. There's no like mystery. You, you could take Again, your time You're not with lingering that. on That's why I say fan service. It's like, remember the long Halloween? If you love that, this is for you. Here's yeah. the thing to be with this version of those characters again. Yeah. It's, you, it's you remember how my drawings pages. looked 25 years ago? <laughs> Still the same today, baby. You have a real axe to grind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking you to Emerald City Comic Con. <laughs> Julian whines about his childhood and shoots Batman's bulletproof chest plate. Batman beats the living shit out of him oh, in geez. front of a very traumatized Robin who remarks... Something to the effect of he said that he was an orphan. I and Batman's like didn't know he was an orphan. Oh, did he? Uh, uh, oh, like did he? I couldn't Jonah hear him Hill. talking when I was pummeling his <laughs> the, mouth the into sound bush. Of his, his teeth flying out yeah. of his mouth. <laughs> I just think of Jonah Hill, and this is the end. Like the power of Christ compels you. Oh, does it? Does it? It's not very compelling. But yeah, Batman just kind of shrugs it off as naivety. You know, he's just kind of yeah. He'll come to see. You only fight evil with fists. You, know? <laughs> you don't listen to words with your ears. You listen with your hammer fists. <laughs> uh, Batman's legs look silly right there. They're, well, they're pretty skinny. <laughs> That's hey, true. Hey, 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 hey. Big thigh gap. Jesus. It's just a weird scene because there's like a moment of him, of Calendar Man going like, my life was rough and you don't get it because I can tell you're rich. Yeah. And then Batman dismissing it. That's like his entire backstory we got in one page and yeah. was dismissed in one page also. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whatever, so what? Dismissed in one line, yeah. like a sentence fragment. Like, imagine if they really wanted to use Calendar Man for this story, if they had done a little more development in that so you actually care about the guy mm-hmm. and how he wound up in this situation or whatever, then I might have been a little bit more bought in. But if you just open it with... Dudes dressed like Calendar Man cracking a bank vault. I'm like, Jesus. Really? Okay. It's like if Killing Joke, you get all the sad Joker backstory, and the Batman's like, I don't care. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Go to jail. <laughs> oh, you had a bad day, huh? Crack. <laughs> yeah. Two unnecessary pages follow here. At the very least, one. On the left, Gordon and Batman and Robin survey the carnage at the church. The Dents did not turn themselves in, which was the the deal, apparently, when Batman went undercover as Dent. Robin apologizes for bailing on Babs. He says this to Gordon there at the end. Like, hey, sorry, I had to run out on trick-or-treating. That's all that happens on this page. We immediately change the scenery, and on the right side, the Dents are paddling away in the tiny boat from the opening scene. He remarks that now with Robin... There's two of them, to which Gilda replies, 
and two of us. And my note here is, I know he's crazy and he likes twos. He's not stupid. Why do they make him sound like... If you read the actual lines, I even added the context of Robin because it, he kind of just like, out of the blue, you know, there's two now. Um, yeah, Harvey, there's two. This seems like a, a very standard, well-written conversation. <laughs> Didn't... Robin was in the other one with him too. He knew there were two then. That's true. Like why was he why was he thinking about this? That's true. Why, Harvey? I just came back. You haven't seen me in a long time. Why are you thinking that there's no Batman and Robin? You knew that. Quit thinking about the boy one. <laughs> Those thighs. Yeah. But there's two. Yeah. That little getaway scene and tying back to the little, you know, boat in the beginning could have worked, but doesn't. But the previous scene doesn't need to be there at all. Because literally nothing is accomplished in terms of serving the story arc. What I don't even know what that uh, page is for. I like how for. we're talking about. Uh, They're just standing around a bunch of fucking bloody bodies with a child in the room, and he's like, "Oh, sorry about Halloween." <laughs> uh, like Batman glancing out of the panel, like, "Oh man, I wish I would have got to punch that guy." <laughs> uh, and it's funny too because we're just talking about. I wish they'd given Grundy in his sacrifice more time, but. Here's a couple doo-doo pages that you can just toss <laughs> yeah. right in the trash. Yeah, you, you could have totally gotten rid of these and used that space. Yeah, what for if what if you got like a close up of Grundy like shedding a single tear and <laughs> like thinking so, you know up. like the stuff that comes out of his mouth is all born on a Monday, but he actually thinks real thoughts up top, so you get like a uh, couple senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh wow, we get some like real character stuff. I like the color palette throughout this, but when they're rowing off in their boat the water looks like sewage because like man because <laughs> of the green yeah, yeah the, the green. gotham's water quality no they're setting they up somebody... swamp thing for the next one yeah okay did you know that wes craven directed the first swamp thing movie dude i used to like that when i was a kid i should watch that again yep that's why uh, me and amber were watching some um movies that made us on yeah, netflix yeah, yeah. because we like that show. we watched like a bunch of things that we hadn't seen during October Point. and a lot of them were older stuff and then we saw this show and there's an episode about Halloween and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff and and but then because they here's like you know tangential it matters because director's history and stuff like that and so they end up talking about Swamp Thing I was like no way yeah <laughs> no I really like the Ghostbusters and um, Back to the Future ones of that show it was really good Gordon and Batman regroup at the very end and deduce that the Dents have skipped town. Gordon argues that she could be good for him and that maybe their team could reunite someday. <laughs> that, those two murderers would be good for each Which, other. Again, <laughs> maybe they'll heal each other. <laughs> they were just standing in a room surrounded by all these gunshot victims, just corpses all over the place, blood all over the walls of this church. And he's like, I don't know, maybe she could turn him around, you know? <laughs> Does this look like progress to anybody else, or is that just me? And um, I, my note here was, see Catwoman Lonely City. I don't know if we've mentioned this at all on this show, but the first issue is out as of the time of this recording, and it's sort of a Dark Knight Returns for Catwoman. She's 55 years old. It begins when she's fresh out of prison. And so we see a Gotham in the future that looks much different, including a 
Ben, cover your ears. Um, oh, you're going to spoil this but, shit? No, but you think everything is a spoiler, so... No. Just tell me when I can stop covering a, my ears. A Two-Face that is reformed, and he's back in politics, even though he still is all scarred up. No, man, I don't shiv. That's the only future <laughs> Gotham I want. That... On the page before that one where they're talking, that's maybe the most solid-looking Batman picture in the whole thing, I think. Yeah, that's great. He's, he's got those uh, Kelly Jones, whatever the side muscles are, ribs or... What are those? Are those muscles or ribs? Yeah, he's got... Uh, uh, well, you have the, muscles the there. The meaty yeah, fucking... I don't. Torso, yeah. <laughs> I, we, I, we all have muscles there. If you, if you tighten up and poke, <laughs> yeah. it's still not there. It's just muscles, pure ribs. Muscles exist whether or not you develop them. pure ribs. Them. I don't know if that's true. Okay. <laughs> that's how stuff works. I am living proof, Evan. Okay, that's this how your body moves. the case. <laughs> You're just a skeleton held together with skin <laughs> <Yeah>. and fat. <laughs> You'd be real jiggly. Come in, it's the jiggling. <laughs> Batman remarks that Gilda only sees Harvey, not Two-Face, and that she seems to be unfazed by his crimes. Like, she still sees this old motherfucker, kind of like you, Jim, and is not really dissuaded by all the horrible shit that he literally just did because it was to save her. And circling back to the opening scene, Batman realizes now why Julian targeted Gilda. It wasn't to get to Harvey, it was to get to her. And it says, the end for now. So it's called a special. Is this going to be an annual thing? I hope so. Fucking coming back with more. Yeah, it's just like Gordon in the beginning. Like, Like, are we doing this every year now? (laughs) Yeah. Getting too old for this shit. Um, But um, yeah. It's billed on Amazon. It's billed as like book 14 of 14. As in they added it to the original series. So like I could keep doing it now. Weird. It'll be 14 of 15 next time or something. But if that's the case, then Dark Victory didn't exist. Or this is a continuation of just Long Halloween. Yeah. And it's didn't undo that story. But that but like, can't be because Robin exists. Yeah, I think it exists. I think this is just That's weird. part of that. It is weird. I don't, don't, don't number it that way. I don't have anything written for Easter eggs. Did you I guys? In the scene where they're going to go trick-or-treating and you get this big panel front front of their house? Yeah. Yeah, front of their house. There's stuff in the windows, and up on the top window, there is a Hulk face. What? Yeah, a little Marvel crossover somehow. Oh, that is the Hulk, you're right. Top window. Pass it to Sam. Show the rest of the class. Yeah, yeah. Boink. Oh, I see. Look at nice. Bruce. No turtle mouth either. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. He's got a monster face. Just ben. coincidentally, that is a very funny Robin face. No, that's a great. <laughs> he looks like he's wearing a mask of Robin. Super good. He looks like Boomhauer. Like, a, like a <laughs> early, early concept of Boomhauer. Like a 35-year-old <laughs> drunk. <laughs> huh? My only other sort of Easter egg would have been the confessional scene, and, and is this a throwback to your own stuff or yeah. Sin City-esque? Well, pros. What do we have there? Um... I wrote great colors, the style of the colors, and the solid color shapes versus having a gradient really makes sense with Tim's art style. I liked, just as a style choice, I liked Two-Face's purple dress shirt and his purple suit also just fits in this palette really well. (laughs) You say that, I'm like, we've criticized Murphy for making the Joker into Two-Face. 
But in this one, we got two faced dressing <laughs> yeah, like a jumper. Yeah, I guess it's just all about how you pull it off. That's funny. Um, Gilda being drawn better in this, and then I don't, this is maybe a pro and maybe a con. But I wrote that it's cool that Tim landed on his art style thirty years ago <laughs> and just stayed there forever. Very backhanded. <laughs> yeah, that was like a backhand and then a front hand, like a <laughs> double slap. But I didn't mean it. Yeah, I agree with you on the colorists, Brennan Wagner. I remember great. when he used to feel bad about being mean to these people. Now it's you, I think. Yeah, God. Yeah, when did you get a conscience? That's I weird. don't know, I don't like it. <laughs> it feels weird. It's gross, it feels yeah. bad. Well, the longer we do this, I guess the more it just feels like us hanging out. But yeah, let me remind you, 42 countries. <laughs> They're listening. So we need to be nicer? How many people in each of those countries? Uh, we are approaching 10,000 downloads, so that's cool. Whoa! How many unique? Give me, don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get mad. All right, let's do a long tangent where we go look up our statistics. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> ben, what pros do you have? Basically the same one you did. The Gilda redesign is great. And actually, like I wanted Batman's to comment. Batman's hot, Gilda's hot, everybody's hot. <laughs> no, this Batman is not hot. That is a con. Yeah, yeah, you're... Were you listening? If I'm going to complain about the designs, I also want to compliment the Gordon. I like Gordon's design. I think he looks really good. I've always loved his look in this series. Yep. And they one time did the fully shadowed glasses panel. Mm-hmm. The thing that I never got about those, though, is that they give him this weird pirate effect. I love when they do it fully on both lenses, but they did the weird thing in this one where they'll shadow or glare one lens, and then you see his other eye normally, which might be more realistic, but this is a very stylized thing. Just, I like when they make him blank. I think like, that's a really cool... He looks like wounded and run down. Yeah. Nothing has happened right then that's bad, but he just looks like that's the way Commissioner Gordon should look. He's yeah. like, yar, I miss hanging person. out with my buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like when he does this. Oh, they're out on a boat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I like when he does the fully shadowed face, but then well, there's the solid one glasses and like solid stash. Like yep, those, those. That's the one. I was like, I love uh, when yeah. they shadow out his glasses. I think he looks so good. But when they put the one normal eye in there, I'm always like, why? Some of these later, I like, I like that. Great. <laughs> these later pages actually remind me. It's funny, yeah. The unnecessary page is some of the best art in the whole yeah, thing. It almost looks because of how much darkness is in it, and the colors are different too. The reds are. It, it looks very different, and it reminds me of the animated series more. Yeah. It just looks a little more like a cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in a good way. Yeah, you're right. Because looking at that page again was my least favorite in terms of story, but is my favorite probably. Mm-hmm. In terms of the the art, aside from the black and white montage, mm-hmm. the purples and the reds, and then the like, kind of like implied translucence of the buildings through the yeah. hole in the wall looks uh, super cool. And just the shot composition too, like you've got the shadowy mm-hmm. Batman in the foreground, you got Batman and Robin kind of cascading towards the center point of the page, like from tallest to shortest. That just it really draws your eye that way. Or that lights don't show up like that unless you're like watching a movie or have a stigmatism. But <laughs> I do oh, have low that. blow you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's like a style choice that's cool cuz then the focus of it being like top right in the Gordon panel, centered in the middle one and then kind of like centered right in the bottom left panel. Yeah, I like that. The way the camera moves through that scene. Mhm. Me too. Okay, cons. It felt like fan service. 
which is not like inc- extremely bad. But we I'm, said that as a nice thing in terms of uh, something recently. If yeah, it can be good and bad. I mean it this way, and that it's bad. Just in that it didn't. White knight. It uh yeah, white knight. But this felt like it didn't have much to say besides that. More like just do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It just left me feeling emptier than I did when I started it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was really looking forward to it when they announced it, but I, I definitely have issues with the pacing of it, you know, and not developing the emotional beats really at all. It just kind of like, here's all the things that happen, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of lacked the most key component, uh, which you mentioned earlier, of this universe is the mystery. And in the first few pages, we see who the main villain is. There's no twist. There's no surprise. There's hardly any investigation, really. It's just, oh, this guy did it, and Harvey's back. You know, And we see these characters intersect and interact and whatever, and that's cool. But all of those other stories, I think the, the criticism I said about Dark Victory is like, wow, this is actually better but it does the exact same thing, and so reading them back to back, wear you down a little bit. Yeah, it was like a little much because you know they're very long stories. Mm-hmm. But I think it should retain some of that quality if they're going to go back to this universe. When I think it's not just the mystery because that is an aspect that is missing, but along with the mystery of the first one was the weight of it. That as you were reading the story, you felt like everyone involved breaking down because they can't figure out who it is. They can't solve this. It's just getting worse. The stakes are so high. Yeah, Harvey falling the apart. longer it goes on, it's, yeah, more this, casualties. Yeah, there's not really anyone or anything in this that's like, that has that emotional weight. And it, like, oh my God, they're going to steal that last stone. <laughs> <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet will be complete. This is 55 pages, so that's like two comic book issues. Were the original yeah. ones 55 each or were they like 26 each? No, I, have, I imagine that they were probably just standard 22 uh, page stories that'd so be my guess they obviously had a lot less to I mean, work 13 with. of those yeah. motherfuckers come on that's, yeah. that's yeah. a lot yeah i guess it would be thousands of pa- a thousand pa- a lot of pages but <laughs> the <laughs> i just love that. <laughs> um thousands of i'm gonna, I'm thousand, gonna check that math yeah, i'm gonna check the math you guys keep talking in three minutes he's gonna tell us how many <laughs> no it won't take me three minutes oh that was um, great uh, 22 times 13 they, is 286 pages. They, they don't have... <laughs> they, they don't have... That was so good. The time to develop the emotional weight, but it just doesn't have any of that. Yeah. But like that's, yeah. I felt that in the first one of like, it was a sad story. It worked in that way and this isn't at all. And you have like the rivalry between the families, right? And then mm. in the second one, you've got all the great robin stuff the the heart of the origin story and the mentorship and <laughs> this one it's like fuck that guy <laughs> yeah like oh, i shouldn't have taken him in the little bastard <laughs> literal bastard <laughs> ev what do you have here for cons i don't have anything to add to that you're like i said my piece <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah all right trifecta detective he figures out the birthstone pattern that they do play together yeah, that was this genius. giant poster. Yeah. This would have been way more effective, though, if the goons weren't already dressed like Calendar Man. <laughs> Again, in tying back to the mystery, I'm not even making a joke. If we saw the bank heist earlier and they were just regular unmarked goons, mm-hmm. right? This would be like an episode of the animated series. He stops a robbery. Okay, there's been a pattern of these. What do all these things have Emerald, in common? A sapphire, oh, a diamond. Yeah, let me put those together. That makes sense. Oh, shit. 
I bet it's Calendar Man coming back again, right? I would have really liked that if that were the setup. And then go into his backstory stuff like we talked about. <laughs> this is funny in terms of investigation. Batman is literally summoned by Two-Face for the climax of the story. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know how much it, it's more like a confession. There's vandalism in a, in a confession. And then it's not a, even a confession. He's a, asking for help. A plan made together. <laughs> He's just going, hey, villain here, but I need to help. I'm back. You get the help. <laughs> I'm Harvey Dent. Cool. I know what's going on. Yeah, you do the help. The bad guy goes there. I'm back. Oh. So is, I promise I won't kill him. So is my murderer there's wife. one thing I can do, it's keep a promise. Yeah, right? I'm definitely always trustworthy. There's not a name that I happen to have that <laughs> people of us. call me now. This sort of, to me, fits with the detective, and I would like one of you two to explain it to me. In that last shot, he says, the Dents have a secret. Julian Day knew it as well. That Gilda's the one. I wondered this, too, because we just watched the animated film, right? He's in the room when she's destroying the evidence. In the original, that was not the case. Okay. So divorce that. Okay, so in the original, Batman doesn't know. From your mind. Batman didn't know any of that. I don't remember if it's implied, but he definitely was not there, and she did not get taken in. Okay. Okay, so she just left. Batman wasn't she there. Left she ended town. up in an insane asylum a few years later. And I guess. she escapes at the Didn't, beginning. I guess. But don't they have a scene together in the basement of the house? That was in the movie only. In she the found the gun, and Batman is there. Okay. That's like halfway through, or much earlier in the story. But the implication is that both of them have discovered Harvey yes. did it, right? And then yeah, you yeah. find out by the end, oh, that was a misdirect. That was her gun the whole time, and he had her right in front of him. What a dumbass. No, that's good writing. <laughs> I like that a lot. Now, another couple things here. When he's dressed as Two-Face in the final heist where he catches Calendar Man, right? They've, they've teamed up Two-Face and Calendar Man. He comments that, oh, yeah, this is smart. All these calendar pages floating around would throw off the senses, right? And they would obscure their footprints at the heist. I used to work in a warehouse, okay? Papers, cardboard on the ground at the dock. Have you ever stepped on a piece of paper? Because it would perfectly preserve your footprint. You could put a footprint on a piece of paper. They wouldn't have to take a photograph of it and enhance it or anything like that. They would literally just take the piece of paper and go, oh, cool, this is the exact footprint, guys. Put that in the bag. Also, these guys are all dressed like Calendar Man, and they're on like the sixth heist of gemstones. That, <laughs> they're not hiding from anyone. Yeah, and on, unless you have like a permanently cascading supply of papers, <laughs> yeah, then all the papers are going to fall at once and maybe mask your descent. Uh, mm-hmm. But then you'll be in the room there. Yeah, I think this might be the first time where we are not pointing out all the qualities that support this theory of him being a detective. <laughs> <laughs> We're pointing out all the ways in which he is fully not and is supposed to be. Because this isn't like they're treating him like an idiot, like he doesn't know what he's doing yet. Mm-hmm. There's really no allusion to that Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole time. Ninja. How much of a face puncher is this Batman? I don't... Not a lot. I mean, he, he's oh, he, brutal. Yeah, he punches that. But that's brutally beating someone. is not quite... I know what you mean by ninja because you talked about the stealthy quality, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So we addressed the weird two-faced disguise, which he somehow pulled off, though being completely <laughs> implausible. But here's my thing. It's established early on when they first meet on the rooftop that he can't sneak up on Gordon anymore. We had that in White Knight Harley, too. And I, 
I don't love this thing. About I, other other characters just being like, oh, I knew you were here the whole time. I know. I choose to believe that Gordon's on that roof, and for like 45 minutes, every couple minutes, he's going, I can always tell when you're behind me. <laughs> Until he finally is That's behind him. Oh, yeah, but, but as the audience, we only saw the one. The that, one. Yeah, yeah. How many times did he look over his shoulder and get it wrong? Well, there'd be like the, the outtakes during the credits of the movie, you know? Like, and he's oh, like, damn. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, or maybe just plays in the whole like missing his friends. You know, he can just, he's like so familiar that he can just smell when his buddies around. I miss your musk. <laughs> Trauma. Is there any reference to Batman's trauma? I couldn't find one. I don't think so. No, it's not every story does. Yeah, just throwing it out there. No. No. You explaining to me that in this version of the story, the original, the Batman he, wasn't there at the end, and he doesn't know makes me appreciate that end a little more because it's like in yeah. that last moment he's realizing, he's detecting that <laughs> Julian Day went after Gilda intentionally because she was the one he was pissed at and he was punishing her and yeah. only in that last scene is he putting it all together yeah and i mean i get where they're going but that to me just underscores the bad detective thing of like they're just so two years later you haven't figured this out he was a bad detective in the original too though i know it just it just like tim's art is exactly the same <laughs> batman is still a terrible detective <laughs> like that setup though it's not a good cliffhanger to me. Yeah, that's... because this story already is milking shit that we've already kind of resolved well, from the other one, yeah, and yeah. now they're going, "All right, guys, guess what we're going to introduce now? The same thing." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, finding out that Gilda's the killer was <laughs> the, the climax of the other one. Yeah, two books ago. Yeah, not the last one, the one before it. So it's like, I mean, this is. When it says the end for now, that should be like, oh fuck yeah, that's really cool. When it says for now, I'm like, oh, am I gonna have to complain about another one too? Like I want him to be. I require it. Yes. <laughs> I just want. I don't know. These books really meant a lot to me when I first discovered them. I gave them very hard marks when we reviewed them, in spite of our criticisms. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, the original Long Halloween is awesome. In the same way that I don't like stories opening up doors that they don't get to or don't address well or something. Yeah. I also don't you don't close some of those doors is that what you're well, you don't you don't have to you don't have to have a cliffhanger and a poorly executed cliffhanger isn't better than a non-existent cliffhanger. Than a good wrapped up yeah, just, yeah. story yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. ending. Yeah, like I'd rather have a, a character swing into the cityscape then you give me a couple dumb blurbs and yeah give me the spider-man ending man yeah, swing, even, so, swoop at the camera yeah so that plus then making me confused about your story like that <laughs> just like, don't like, you could not if it's not going to be awesome you don't need to do it here's the thing ben has said this numerous times you saying i repeat myself no <laughs> Because we've, I do. This is our 50th episode. <laughs> <We've>, <laughs> because I do. And I'll say it again. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You've said that, okay, so we're reading, you know, book four of Detective Comics or whatever, right? And it is part of continuity, but it should be able to stand by itself, right? And as people who have read multiple times the original books, we have reviewed them at great length on this show, and we just watched the adaptation that was th 
based on those projects, there's things in here like those questions that are like, well, shouldn't this just be handed to you, you know, a little bit? Should you really have to go, oh, fuck, should I crack open the end of the other mm. book and see if... Because, you know, comics are famous for putting in those little editorial notes of like, see, issue, blah, blah, mm. blah, whatever. And that kind of is annoying, too, because it doesn't really give it to you either. But I just feel like if you're doing 25 years later, that maybe a tiny bit of exposition to... Set up the things we're supposed to remember so we don't exactly. have to do Exactly. Why are we at the end with the mic drop cliffhanger debating which version... Well, did he, didn't he? he not know? Well, how did he not? It, you know, they, sh they should have set that up in the beginning. You know, like in the aftermath of the holiday killing. Yeah. You know, like, there's just... Which just reinforces even more that, like, I get that this is a continuation of that. So it's for people who read that and liked it, and like they'd be like, well, you shouldn't read this if you haven't read the others. But here's the thing. Motherfuckers weren't even alive when those first ones came out yeah. who were going to buy this and go, oh, yeah, no, I've heard about that. Let me check out this new one. Mm. Yeah, it just makes it so this can't stand on its own. Yeah. Like, they never explained that Gilda was holiday in this. Yeah. There's that one scene where the they show up at the Dent's house and, you know, the, it, who you think it's Calendar Man, you look really closely at his forehead and it's one of his guys. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, isn't this a holiday, right? But, I mean... That's, thing. Th that's it. Know, yeah. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even know what the holiday killings were if you, if you started on this. On his gun? <laughs> and I'm not saying every sequel has to explain everything from previous... Uh, titles, but again, when you are this many years later, I just think and the events of the other one are so central to this. Yeah, it's very mired in that story. Exactly. This is not a spinoff that you know takes it somewhere else. This is literally retreading the same characters and their experiences and their motivations. So let's remind people a little bit about I hope you've been reading both of those long books for the last 25 <laughs> years straight <laughs> very excited for this new short confusing thing to come out okay rating I gave it a 3 but I could be convinced to go even lower than that I'm like between a 1 and a 2 and I didn't hate it but I don't hate anything I'm a, I'm a developed person I don't have hate in my heart that's not my thing so a 1 doesn't mean I hate it but it's just like they are skilled creators, yeah. but this thing they created didn't make me feel anything. I wasn't like happy reading it. I wasn't bored out of my mind. I wasn't upset. I just I didn't enjoy it all that much. I'm with Ev in that I wrote down a three, but if I'm honest, it's probably a two or a two and a half because here's here's the thing is this the lowest score you've ever it's one of them wow I read this the day it came out and cried I, I was <laughs> underwhelmed yeah I was I was very underwhelmed and it was one of those where you're like oh shit was I just tired was I not in the right mood right you know Am I and high? I, I was questioning myself. <laughs> yeah. like, like, man, I need to give this another chance, right? Which I would have to anyway to take my notes. So I read it again to take my notes. And as I'm recording the story beats, I'm going, oh, no, this is worse <laughs> than I thought, right? <laughs> and then as we're talking about it, it's like, yeah, guys, this, this isn't it. Though I want to say higher, 
because I like championing these projects and cheering these guys on, I think we went from a five to a two between the last book and this one. Imagine this if instead of 55 pages, it was 20 pages, and you got it exclusively at a comic convention, and it was just like 20 pages of, remember this style? Remember Calendar Man? Remember this? And it was just a fun little thing. I don't think the length is one of my issues at all. I'm just tr- trying to think if you reframed the, it entirely. If this is like you went to go, when you when you bought the $80 Blu-ray 4K version <laughs> of the Long book. Halloween movie, it came with this. <laughs> or it came with a short thing like this. Instead of it being like something that's supposed to exist and be a, a main event. A big announcement that this marquee title is coming back. Sure, there's expectations in that, but I think that we're all smart enough to just read this on its own terms, especially my second time and then the kind of third time here as we're discussing all the the story beats. I think just objectively, it's not a great story. I know that we're all entitled to our own thoughts about stuff, but and uh, not everything that everybody makes is going to be great all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can still like these guys and not like this very much. Well, yeah, and I, Most like just are bad. just because yeah, and I just spent because a lot of money on that variant too. Sure. <laughs> like just because you've achieved like a certain level doesn't mean that you'll continue to deliver in that place or that you're entitled to people thinking that. Yeah. But this sometimes things will remind me I'm always curious about like the behind the scenes and the checks and balances and the the bouncing ideas off of each other and stuff. And, yeah. and sometimes I'm like, who signed off on this stuff? Or, or, <laughs> or like Miller. We talk about Miller. Like, well, people just gave this dude a, a pass. A, yeah, a blank check to just create some crap. And that's kind of how this feels to me. Well, Meaning, wouldn't you? If you were a, a DC executive and these guys like, hey, uh, you know, we were thinking about doing something for the anniversary. I mean, fuck yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you, I guess you've got to green light it. You don't like green light it after the thing has been delivered, really. Yeah. So somebody was like, but "Yeah, they give an outline or something like that. Like this is what it will contain." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, who in, knows in if everything. they got a if they got a real script or if they just got kind of an elevator pitch for it or what? Or they only uh, you got this very close circle and everybody's like, you know, let's you know, play, sla- let's everybody's play slapping Jones. each other's butts and stuff, and they're like, <laughs> "No, it's great. No, it's great." You know, we haven't slipped at all. Like we're not getting old and losing our no, minds. No, it's everyone else who is wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, our tastes <laughs> they hold up. I've uh, never made anything good. It's hard to make good things. I want to take back my number. Let me, this is a six. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> six Man, out of I'm, I'm a butt. This is through the roof. This is Robin. Thanks for checking out the Bad Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warman. All right, that is our show. Again, our 50th show. That feels really good. I think we just started this for fun to see how it would go, and I'm amazed that here we are nearing the end of our second year, and it's just been a blast. So thank you guys for listening. I realize this one might ruffle some feathers because this is kind of uh, sacred ground that we're talking about. But again, they set the bar very high in the first place, and so it's hard to compete with the classic But we are going to end the season with one more episode that is a little more of a heartwarming Batman tale. It's written by Paul Dini, illustrated by the great Alex Ross. Stay tuned. We're bringing you Batman War on Crime.